fait, j'ai voulu te, te téléphoner pour te, te demander allô quelque chose quoi Okay, well, thank you to Zap Mama for Allo Allo and Allo to all of you listening out there, whether on the radio or streaming worldwide at WOMR.org. This is Arts Week, and I'm Jeanette de Beauvoir. Have you read the complete works of William Shakespeare? If you haven't, then get ready for a treat, because you can see them all, abridged, of course, at the Wellfleet Harbor Actors Theater starting June 30th and running through July 29th. It's a fast-paced and madcap crash course in all 37 of Shakespeare's plays. Buckle up for a wild ride from Romeo and Juliet to Hamlet and Midsummer Night's Dream to the Scottish play, performed by three actors in just under 100 minutes. You can find out more about that, get times and tickets at what.org. And today's the first day of the Provincetown Portuguese Festival, which will include four days of music, dancing, and food, and will culminate on Sunday with the blessing of the fleet, recognizing the courage and fortitude of the Portuguese fishermen who risked their lives on the open seas to feed their families and communities. It's a fabulous celebration that you don't want to miss, especially the blessing when fishing boats and leisure craft alike are decorated and parade past Macmillan Pier. You can find out the whole schedule and what's available to you at provincetownportuguesefestival.com. And from now through July 8th, you can catch Bread and Butter at the Harbor Stage Company, adapted from George S. Kaufman's The Butter and Egg Man by founding member Brenda Withers. It's a fun screwball comedy about Broadway dreams, backstage drama, and what it really costs to make a splash. You can find out more about that, get times and tickets at harborstage.org. And the Provincetown Theatre has launched its four-star solo show festival, and there's just time to catch the last in the series as Jody Christopherson presents St. Kilda. That's June 28th through the 30th, and you can find out more about that one, which I gather is a kind of creepy ghost story. I like that. At provincetowntheater.org, that's theater with an E-R, dot org. On June 28th, for one performance only, at 6 p.m., the Provincetown Art Association Museum is presenting a staged reading of Debbie Weiss's one-act play, Remembering Good Harbor Beach. In the summer of 1923, Josephine Nivison and Edward Hopper came to Gloucester, Mass. to paint. At Joe's urging, Ed started to use watercolors to capture the light, and later that year she arranged for his work to be up next to hers in a show at the Brooklyn Museum that would help launch his career. Remembering Good Harbor Beach takes you from that first summer in Gloucester to 16 years later at their summer home in Truro as it delves into the complicated relationship of this artist couple. After a staged reading of the play by local actors John Dennis Anderson and Jerice Hansen, Pam's CEO, Christine McCarthy, will speak about how some of the Hopper's artwork and memorabilia came to be part of Pam's permanent collection. Admission is $20 paid at the door. Doors open at 5.30 p.m. There are no reservations, so get there early. And you can form, find out more at paam.org. A showcase of Andrea Sawyer's The COVID Paintings is up at the Hatches Harbor Room of Seashore Point through June 30th. Parking is at the rear of the building, 
Andrea herself told me that to keep from going bonkers and keep myself productive during COVID, I set a goal to do 144 12 by 12 oils on canvas in one year. Richard Lacasse recently invented, invited me to do a show at Seashore Point. When I met with him there, he asked if I could display perhaps a dozen paintings. He turned white when I counted with, how about 144? Well, you can go and enjoy them all. So I'm very, very excited to have um, as my first guest today, um, an incredible actor, founding member of the Harbor Stage Company, a director, a playwright. I'm not sure the list goes on. Brenda Withers, welcome back to Arts Week. Thank you so much. It's such a pleasure, as always, to speak it's with you. always wonderful to see you, too. And it was wonderful to see your new play, which is just such fun. I got to say to anybody, if, you know, if the if the news is depressing you, if things are, are not going well in your life, go to this play and it will so cheer you up. Let's talk about bread and butter. That's great. I'm so happy you had a good time. That really is the, the raison d'etre for this play is to have a good time. So I'm, I'm happy it worked that way for you. It worked really well. So yeah. tell us, I mean, this was this was an adaptation. Um, yeah, it's an so adaptation of a, a George Kaufman play. He wrote so, so, so many plays and was involved in so many productions. I think he has the record for having um, 37 years in a row of some play that he was involved in as a director or writer on Broadway every year consecutively. It's really That's wild. impressive. That is incredible. Impressive. Um, and this is the only play he wrote by himself, the one that this is adapted from called The Butter and Egg Man. Everything else was a collaboration. Um, and it happened to fall into the public domain recently. <laughs> so we knew we could um, adapt it. And really the only reason for adapting it is it has a cast of millions, as many plays did in the 20s and 30s. And, and you're saying that Harbor that. Stage doesn't do casts of millions? Strangely, right? Heard? Yeah, I mean, of course, we always want to do something we haven't done, but I think just the physics wouldn't allow it in our tiny mm -hmm. space, let alone yeah. the economics. So we've cut it down to five people. And the plot is basically the same, but um, most of the words are different. So it's an update um, with a lot of love for the original. Yeah. I hadn't realized that that was at, until I looked it up, of course, on Wikipedia, um, <laughs> that the, um, the 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 butter and egg man was actually an expression about specifically someone coming to New York who wanted to um, finance a play and was kind of a rube, kind of, you know, someone people were taking advantage of. I didn't realize that back in, I think, the 30s, was it? That that was like a real expression that was in the language. Isn't oh, that the butter and egg man. Yeah, and that theater was enough of a <laughs> mainstream industry that right. there were terms that were loosely used all the time by everybody. You know, we don't really have that hold on society. That. We talk about limelight and, you know, there are a few things that have kind of passed into the parlance, but nothing that specific. Right. So I thought that was hysterical. So tell us a little bit about the plot. Not too much, just enough to to whet our appetites. Just teasers, no spoilers. Yeah. Um, so it, the story focuses on a couple of producers um, who are looking to get up a brand new show on Broadway. One who is quite gung ho, and the other who's sort of an assistant um, and a little more trepidatious about it. And they find a 
a country bumpkin who shows up and brings his inheritance to the city in hopes of making a fortune. Um, and they convince him to invest in this questionable play. <laughs> Comedy ensues. Comedy does ensue. Um, I love your character um, because she's an interesting balance of wanting to assert her own um, being and ethos and talent and all that. And also, you know, in a subservient role to to David, who is also, oh my gosh, he is so funny. So the cast, the cast is a lot of the usual suspects for Harbor Stage. Harbor family, yep. Yeah, it's all people who have been part of you for the 11 years. I can't believe it. You've been, no, congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> and they were all fantastic. You were all fantastic. But I have to say in particular, David was wonderful in this. Do you so want to talk glad. a little bit about him and his role? Sure. So David Fraioli plays a producer, Liam Becker, the lead producer. And it's interesting because he has a reputation, I think, on Cape and Beyond for being a really explosive, emotive performer. He's an incredible dramatic actor. But because we know him offstage, we know he's also very funny. <laughs> and as soon as I started writing it, I thought, oh, I wonder if I could get David to do this lighthearted romp <laughs> and he agreed and so I was able to kind of write towards his talents um, which is a treat and in this instance he really brings this vitality to I think a character that in someone else's hands might feel a little stock but because he's such a great performer um, he takes it to a different level yeah yeah it, it, it's wonderful and I love I love how your character um, meets the 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 fellow from the Midwest, where she goes out to get what lunch? A sandwich. Sandwich. <laughs> oh, by the way, I found this guy. <laughs> Which is, of course, every producer's dream. I mean, of course it is. Yeah, you go out to uh, the so people from the harbor should be going to get sandwiches more often. <laughs> who knows who we'd find? <laughs> Excuse me, may I give you some money, please? <laughs> well, let me think about it. <laughs> it's wonderful. I want you to talk a little bit about this set because that is striking. When one first walks in the room, it is um it's bright and it's um right in your face. So, so tell me how 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 did you come upon that, which is absolutely spot on perfect. I'm so glad that you liked it. Um our designer is Evan Farley who has worked with us for many years. Um, and he's also a really talented builder. So he's a great artist and painter and thinker. And then on top of it, he's a great facilitator. Like he's able to make things work that other people wouldn't be able to. So he built and created this set that is basically like a comic strip. It's black and white. And it supports the story in that these characters are really wild. They're over the top. And a realistic set, I think, would have felt um, strangely inauthentic for a comedy like this. Um, so he's created a kind of 2D world for us to play this out on. And it we we change locations, which is always a challenge at the harbor. It's such a small space. And a small stage, even yeah. if you want to move things off stage, where will you put them? So <laughs> he figured out a way for us to be able to kind of move the walls away and reveal a different location. Um, and yeah, it's it's playful, but also done with so much artistry that you know it's purposeful. Um, we are definitely a minimalist company. We have a modest budget as ever. Um, and our goal is always to make it beautiful anyway and make it innovative. 
despite the uh, financial constraints. And he really knocked it out of the park this time. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I, I agree that you've done a lot with a little in terms of your sets in the past, but this one just was absolutely striking and and set the tone so beautifully when the audience comes in and is waiting and is not sure what's about to happen <laughs> and to have this 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 right in their face kind of um thing was just absolutely marvelous thank um, you as ever i think our our limitations are often uh benefits to us you know it, yeah, it makes us strange. use a creative muscle that we wouldn't have used otherwise so lucky us <laughs> yeah, well, lucky us to see it and lucky us that that you were so inspired and this came into um, public domain just in time for this. No kidding. <laughs> and you were saying you wrote it quickly. Yeah, we had a different play on the docket um, early, like late winter, early spring, and we shifted it for a couple of reasons. So many of our productions are built around company members and who can be there when and how we can make it work. And so something switched and we kind of responded quickly <laughs> and this was very different than what we had originally programmed but felt right uh, and that's the benefit of being a really small company that's malleable that can move quickly and think on our feet um, there are downsides to it because <laughs> we don't have a huge board that's funding us you know the four of us are really the board um but as a result we don't have to go through a lot of hoops to change our mind and this one came up and it worked out yeah it really did um i am i am just I'm, i think it's a great debut it's a great start for the season because it is warm and it's funny and it's profound in ways that it doesn't need to underline oh. um you never have a sense of something profound is about to happen. It's just something <laughs> to do with plays, you know, mm -hmm. that you're kind of, okay, now, yeah, I know. But this, um, I love how, how you did it. And, and yeah, thank you so well, much for it. Thank you. We're, we're lucky to have an audience that can meet us more than halfway. You know, I think a lot of times artists feel they do have to underline because they're not sure if what right. they're saying is going to get across. And yeah. we are blessed with uh, an audience that is hungry for challenging stuff even challenging comedy. Mm -hmm. So you can do a really fast talking comedy where not every joke gets a laugh, but it still gets across. And that's what we're in the middle of. Well, that's exactly, I was, I was saying to, to my theater companion that, you know, this one for me was difficult to take notes on because everything <laughs> was funny and witty and fast and, and, and spot on and, and just, and smart. And, you know, I'd be halfway through writing down what I thought was one sentence and you were, you know, five ahead of me and they were all <laughs> great and I wanted to write them all down. So um, what a wonderful play. I really urge everyone to go see it. I also wanted to just back up a little bit and say congratulations on it being your 11th season. You weathered COVID, you weathered starting out a new company. Um, as you say, you've got financial limitations. You've got just the four of you who are, who are basically running this. So well done on that. Thank you so much. We are constantly amazed and so grateful that the community has kept us afloat. Um, yeah, I, I do feel like we're in a strange time. People have come back from COVID and they are, we're coming back and seeing the theater and seats are filling up, but there are lots of theaters across the country that are having incredible mm -hmm. trouble meeting the promise they laid out before the pandemic. And I think a combination of us staying true to our mission and us like a 
willing ourselves to stay small, stay intimate, not get, um, not change what we set out to do, but just keep doing it excellently has let us um, survive. So always, always pushing artistically, but I think the infrastructure that often like sinks a company is just not an option for us. (laughs) We're just too small. (laughs) So the money always goes to the art, you know? Right, 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 right. Well, I congratulate you. I, I will say this. Um, I've said this to you personally, but I've never said it on the air. And I would like to that. I don't remember how long ago it was. It was before COVID, but I brought a friend to a, a Harbor stage performance. Um, and he is someone who um, has the wherewithal to just travel for theater. And, you know, mm. he hears of an opening in London, he goes to London. Wow. And I brought him to see you folks. And he said to me afterward, this is some of the best theater I've ever seen. Um, so if, if you have any doubts, listeners about Harvard <laughs> stage, please take that on board. Um, and you've got a great season coming up. You've got several plays. Um, yeah. Our next play opening is a world premiere, uh, and it is by our artistic director, Robert Croft. It's called live at sea. And they're, they just started rehearsals for it this week. It's a tremendous piece about um, a love triangle. <laughs> and then following that, we're doing a play called The Thin Place, which is kind of a ghosty mystery about the afterlife by Lucas Nath, who's one of our favorite contemporary playwrights. And then right after that, we are doing our first co-production with Wellfleet Harbor Actors Theater up the road from us. Um, and that's Harold Pinter's, sorry, Harold Pinter's betrayal. Um, and that'll be in September, our favorite time on the Cape. <laughs> well, Brenda Withers, thank you so much for coming back to Arts Week and telling us about bread and butter. And I wish you the best with this great season. Thank you so much, Jeanette. All right, so my guest today is not a stranger, um, obviously, to me or to WOMR. She is a DJ. She's part of the WOMR family, but she's also the outreach coordinator for the Wellfleet Public Library. I want to welcome you, Racine Oxtoby, to Arts Week. Thank you so much for having me, Jeanette. I am delighted. I'm delighted that you reached out and wanted to be part of this because you have got a summer that is just absolutely unbelievable with all sorts of events, but in particular, as a writer myself, I'm interested in your um, series with authors. This is going to be a fun summer. Yeah, it's it's a lot of really fun authors coming. They're presenting um, new books. Some books haven't even been published yet. They're being published in July and August. So um, yeah, it'll be really fun to hear what they have to say. And I also have to say, and I hope that people go to the website and check this out, but you've got something going on almost every weeknight. Oh, yes. It's a busy Monday through Thursday is is our busy night, you know, busy nights of the week, just because we understand our clientele probably have things going on on the weekends. But yeah, I think every Monday through Thursday through July and August, we are booked, except for the Thursday that the carnival parade is happening in Provincetown, just because we understand That's that kind of no, a lot of competition. <laughs> yeah, no, no one wants to make the trip out here through the traffic when that's happening. Um, but we will have a, a concert the following night, Friday night of that week. And it is fabulous. You've got all sorts of things for both adults and children. Um, you've got things where you're going out into the community and looking at at nature, and you've got 
um, henna and painting and poetry and just amazing stuff. I'm I'm very, very impressed. I really urge people to check out the website and take advantage of all this. But of course, I would really like to talk about the author series. Absolutely. Um, so um, so we have a, kind a of an overview first of, of yes. what you've got. So I just wanted to pick out just a couple authors who are coming and, and please, you know, like, like Jeanette said, visit our website, wealthylibrary.org to get a full rundown of everyone who's coming. But um, just to give everyone a sneak peek, um, I picked out a few that I'm especially looking forward to. Um, so on July 6th, which is actually two weeks from today, mm -hmm. uh, we have author Will Sofren. He'll be coming. He will be reading from his new book, All Hands on Deck, A Modern Day High Seas Adventure to the Far Side of the World. Um, basically, what the book is about is um, back in the early 2000s, when they were filming the movie Master and Commander, The Far Side of the World, they needed a an 18th century historically accurate ship that they could use for filming and they and found someone one. who could who could deal with said ship yeah. as well right and they and they found a, they found the ship um the problem was it was in Newport Rhode Island and they were filming in Southern California so they needed a crew to get this ship down the coast of both both coasts of America through the Panama Canal and back up to Southern California and they needed a crew that knew how to you know, manage a ship like this. Um, it's not a, this, this kind of seafaring is not really known to a lot of people nowadays. Right. And he was on board as their carpenter. Um, and um, yeah, so the book is just about the journey they made, the adventures they had, you know, they hit storms, they hit real um, uh, obstacles along the way. Um, and it sounds like it's, it, anytime I mention this book to people, it, it hits with, it, it sounds interesting to all sorts of people because it hits right. all sorts of um, like topics. You know, it has the nautical element. Um, people are familiar with the movie. People are familiar with the Patrick O'Brien book. So I, I think it's going to be a really interesting talk. And that'll be- He's also um, very articulate. I have to say, yes. I heard him interviewed on the radio. And, and Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah no, he's, he's a really nice guy. And, and yeah, it's going to be really interesting. Um, that'll be Thursday, July 6th um, at mm -hmm. seven o'clock. All of our evening- events um are at seven o'clock um and for one which i will mention do people need to pre-register no we don't have any pre-registration we okay. found that it's just simpler to have it be first come first serve seating Excellent. is limited so please plan accordingly um and all of our events are free um except for our designated speaker who i will um save for last um, <laughs> uh, you know right, tell me to that Tell us who else you're excited about. All right. So um, towards the end of July, July 20th, um, we have Adrienne Brodeur. Um, she'll be in conversation with Karen Dukas as part of the Castle Hill Author Talks. They're going to be having it here in Wellfleet. Mm -hmm. um, Adrienne Brodeur, people may be familiar with her. Um, she wrote this really wonderful memoir uh, a few years ago called Wild Game, uh, My Mother, Her Lover, and Me. And her new book, uh, Little Monsters, is a novel. Uh, set on Cape Cod um, in the summer of 2016, um, kind of a fraught time for America. So um, I think that'll be a really nice uh, conversation. Karen Dukas is the author of the novel, The Last Book Party, which took mm -hmm. place in 1980s Truro. Um, so it'll be a really, really wonderful talk between two authors, both very familiar with the Outer Cape in their, in their works. 
I think there's something special for for um, folks, whether they live here, whether they're visiting, to mm -hmm. read about these real places, you know, to have these great stories set in places that are familiar to them. So absolutely. This, yeah, that should be fun. That'll be Thursday, July 20th. Um, on Monday, July 24th, one that I'm personally very excited about, um, just because of my own personal interest, we have William J. Mann, um, yeah. who, uh, he writes a lot of biographies and histories of Hollywood. Um, he wrote this book, Tinseltown, which was, um, very popular a few years ago. It was about the murder of William Desmond Taylor in the early 1920s in Hollywood. Um, he's also written biographies on Marlon Brando, uh, Barbara Streisand. His new book is called Bogey and Bacall, The Surprising True Story of Hollywood's Greatest Love Affair. Um, and I just think that'll be a really fascinating talk. And he's going to be bringing some really interesting elements to, to Hollywood icons. Um, so anyone who's really interested in the movies of Humphrey Bogart or Lauren Bacall, I think will will have a really wonderful time with his presentation. Fantastic. And um, another one I just want to mention briefly is Mara Glatzel, who is local to the Outer Cape, full-time local author. Um, she has a new book called Needy, How to Advocate for Your Needs and Claim Your Sovereignty, um, which is sort of a self-help book about embracing your own personal needs, not putting other per other people's needs ahead out of your own for your for the for your own mental health and it's a really lovely book and um I'm really excited to have her I've known Mara for for a number of years so I'm 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 really you know I'm, I'm excited that she's going to be spending time with us this summer what fun and that'll be Wednesday August 2nd um like I said all of these events are free and are at 7 p.m. Um, except for this last one that I, I wanted to bring up, um, and that will be our distinguished speaker. Every summer, we have one event that is sort of a fundraiser for the Friends of the Wellfleet Library. We can't do any of our events without our Friends organization. They pay for so much. They pay for, you know, snacks at trivia nights. They pay for our children's entertainment. Um, a lot of our musicians, they they chip in and help out. So, um Every year we have one speaker and that um, and then that one does require tickets. Um, this year will be Nina Totenberg from NPR. She is their legal affairs correspondent and she will be speaking um, for us on Thursday, August 10th. Um, this one is at 730 because this one will actually be held at the Congregational Church okay. at 200 Main Street in Wellfleet. Um, tickets for this event are $20. Uh, they do go on sale July 1st, so that is Saturday of next week. Um, so mark your calendars for that yes. now, because I suspect that there are going to be a lot of people who are going to want tickets for this event. I think so, too. I And, and tickets, I will say, um, here at the library, we are cash or check only. We don't do credit cards. So if you would like to stop by um, during our regular office hours, um, anytime the library is open, we'll have someone at the front desk selling tickets. Um, again, $20 a ticket uh, on sale July 1st. The event itself is Thursday, August 10th at 730. I was telling, we were talking before the show and I was telling you that I feel like in some ways I've not specifically grown up with her, but just as a as an adult, found so many of my questions and my not understanding the ways of politics and legality 
um, so well explained by Nina Totenberg. Mm -hmm. The name, I think for a lot of people, that's just, it's a very familiar, um, comforting kind of name because you know that when Nina Totenberg explains something, you're finally going to understand it. Oh, yeah. And she, I don't know exactly what her talk will be about. I guess it's kind of up to her. Um, she did just recently, within the last year, publish a book, Dinners with Ruth, a memoir right. on the power memoir. of friendships about her personal friendship with a uh, Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. So she may touch on that, or she may just talk about the political landscape uh, currently. Um, but it'll be exciting to hear what she has to say, no matter what. Whatever she talks about will be interesting oh, for yes. sure. For sure. Absolutely. You've just got, I'm I'm just amazed after um, I took a look at the list of things you've got going on. It's mm -hmm. just truly terrific that you're offering all of these things to the community. Um, it must take a lot of work on your on your behalf. Do it you work like year round on on securing your summers? Some of them, yeah. I think there were a few um, who I reached out to them probably back in the winter. Um, I think so. We we have one author coming up, um, Ellen Cassidy, who'll be reading from her book, um, Working Nine to Five, um, about the women's labor movement, um, oh, in, which was based yeah. out of Boston. Um, that'll be July 31st. I had read a um, an interview with her and a, a review of the book um, in the Promise and Independent um, months ago. And actually my, my mom, um, Jane Corbin, some people may know her. Uh, she is my, she's like my inside source. She, she's the one who is like, <laughs> read this review, see if you can get her <laughs> like, so, and it worked, you know, some, um, what's really wonderful is um, I, I get to know these, these great authors and poets and, and for them, it's just, you know, it's a joy to, to reach out and read and, and meet their audience. So, so I'm really, you know, touched that so many of these these speakers are are willing to 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 read here with us and and it's it's been a real blast putting the summer together well it's wonderful in that you know a lot of people come to the cape for vacation i put that quotation marks you know sort of and they think of it as beach and 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 then you've got this opportunity to sort of enlarge their their um their sense of the vacation in terms of encompassing hearts and minds as well as just the the beach going. Mm -hmm. um, so for them, this is fantastic, but also obviously for those of us who live here, it's a wonderful opportunity. Um, so thank you. Thank you for doing it. Um, thank you for presenting it. I wanna remind people we're talking about um, mostly an author series that's at seven o'clock p.m. Mondays through Thursdays. Check out the Wellfleet Public Library's well, um, website for more. Nina Totenberg on, remind me, Racine. Uh, Nina is August 10th. Tickets August go 10th. on sale July 1st. And that will be at 7.30. Yes, so that I one is at 7.30 and that one is held at the Congregational Church here in Wellfleet. Super. Well, thank you so much for coming on Arts Week and telling us about this. Um, and I hope that everyone who's listening is going to check out wellfleetpubliclibrary.org. Is that correct? Uh, wellfleetlibrary.org. Wellfleetlibrary.org. I stand corrected. Um, yeah. And make sure you do that and not what I told you to do. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, Racine, so much for being my guest. You're very welcome. Thank you so much for having me. And thanks to everybody out there for listening. There's a lot to see and do, so get out there and do it. A lot more going on this summer. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.
Au fait, j'ai voulu te, te téléphoner pour te, te demander allô, quelque chose, quoi, yeah. mm. 